0: Hello, this is Casey Thaler. I'm a National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer and National Academy of Sports Medicine certified fitness nutrition specialist. I'm also a writer for Paleo Magazine. Dr. Cordain over at The Paleo Diet, Greatest Breaking Muscle. Paleo Hacks, of course, and my own company, EatCleanTrainClean.com. 10 Effective High-Intensity Interval Training Workouts High-intensity interval training has gained in popularity as our time has become increasingly approached upon by modern stressors and demands. For those who may not know what high-intensity interval training can exactly consist of, I'll explain. A standard workout used to consist of maybe a jog, followed by a bodybuilding-style weight training circuit. Whether it consisted of free weights or machines, the actual progression and design of the workout never really differed all that much. With crossfit and metabolic conditioning switching things up a bit, these workouts have become slightly less popular, but only slightly. For the majority of exercises out there, they still fall back on the jog then lift weights routine. High intensity interval training turns that notion on its head, basically designed to get you in and out of the gym as fast as possible. High intensity interval training gets your heart rate close to its max and lets you briefly rest before you do it all again. By alternating between low to moderate intensity exercises and high intensity ones, you are able to accomplish a lot more in a briefer time period. Ideally, you'll be able to increase your anaerobic capacity, which actually increases your aerobic capacity as well. This is why splintering for short periods of time is generally more beneficial than jogging for a long period of time. Tracking will increase your aerobic capacity, sure, but it does nothing for your anaerobic endurance. The distinction may seem small, but in total health, both capacities are equally important. Some sources also report that high intensity interval training may be better for fat loss as well as possibly benefiting your metabolism. So what kind of workouts can one perform exactly? Here are 10 effective high intensity interval training workouts for you to try. 1. Walk and sprint. This one is as simple as the name implies. Usually most people do best with a 30 second walk followed by a 30 second sprint. Repeat this about 8 to 10 times and you should be feeling the burn. By the time you get to sprint number 3 or 4 you will very likely be feeling like death. Push through this period and you'll reap the benefits. As you progress, you can increase the number of rounds, or you can sprint and walk up a steep hill. This is a time-tested, simple but effective workout. It works just as well whether you're 15 years old or 50. It works for high-level athletes as well as for everyday Joes. Try it. 2. Jog and Sprint As you progress your fitness, you may be able to pull off this workout. This is just like our first workout, but here you will jog instead of walk. If this sounds exhausting just reading it, perhaps it is best to start with the first workout. There is always room to progress. You could also shorten the number of rounds to 4-5 to if you feel more comfortable starting there. Once you've mastered this workout, your aerobic and anaerobic capacity should both be fantastic. 3. Infinite Push-Ups This one is about as fun as it sounds. You will be performing 10 push-ups at a time. Rest for 30 seconds and then do 10 more. To increase the difficulty, rest for 15 seconds instead of 30. If you're feeling really frisky, you can cut the rest time down to 10 seconds, though I wouldn't recommend it unless you really know what you're doing. You can perform as many rounds as you like, though I've found that most clients feel challenged just doing 10 rounds. Your experience may vary. The advantages of this workout are that it's easy, simple, and is an excellent strength training workout that can be done anywhere, especially good for traveling. 4. Infinite Squats Everyone, and I do mean everyone, hates this one. However, if you're brave enough to try it, you will find just how beneficial this workout can be. Air squats are not terrible on their own, but when you are doing infinite rounds and only resting 30 seconds between rounds, it is not so ideal. Make sure you are able to squat first and then check your form, either with a partner or in a mirror. Make sure you are going below parallel, you can google that term, and that your mechanics are exactly correct. Squats are very commonly performed incorrectly and you don't want to be doing them wrong, trust me. The setup is similar to our previous exercises here, 10 repetitions, wait 30 seconds, repeat ad nauseum. Women, pay close attention to this workout. It is possibly the single best thing you can do to get a better butt. 5. Push and Squat. Combining our fourth and fifth exercises, we get the push and squat routine. 10 push-ups followed by 10 air squats. Rest 30 seconds and then repeat again. For extra difficulty, perform one push-up followed by one squat until you get to 10 of each. It sounds easy, but I promise you'll be hating me in the middle of it. If you are on the road and need a total body workout, this is one of your best choices. Exercising when jet lag can have benefits in order to help you get acquainted to the current time zone. I like to do this one when I've been cooped up in a car all day, maybe followed by some sprints. Gets all your frustration out, costs you nothing, and works most of your body. 6. Sit up and jump. This one will be familiar to athletes. You'll perform 10 sit-ups, stand up, and perform 10 vertical leaps. Try and reach as high as you can each time, as well as to go all the way down each time you prepare your jump. Think of yourself as one big spring and you want to get everything out of each repetition. You will then rest for 30 seconds to 1 minute. To make this one harder, add in a round of 10 push ups after your vertical leaps. 7. Infinite Burpees. I'm sorry in advance, no one likes burpees. If you recall squat thrusts from gym class, you already know what a burpee is. If not, you can find many instructional videos which will show you the correct form. 10 burpees followed by 30 to 60 seconds of rest and then repeat. Stop when you think you may throw up. I wish there was a way to make this easier for you, but unfortunately, burpees never get easier, no matter how long you've been doing them. As far as increasing the difficulty, trust me, you won't want to make this routine any harder than it already is. 8. Prison Workout. Again, it's all in the name. We'll be doing 5 pull-ups, 10 prisoner squats, and 15 push-ups. Rest for one minute and do it again. You'll need a pull-up bar for this one, but otherwise it's all just bodyweight exercises. Hopefully you aren't in solitary confinement when you perform this workout. 9. Seal Jumps. Seal jumps are not a common exercise that you may see in the gym. If you feel a little silly, you can replace the seal jumps with jumping jacks. You'll be performing 50 jumps, resting for one minute and then continuing. Do these as fast as possible while still maintaining good form. Not as easy as it sounds. 10. Sprint, push, and squat. For our last routine, we combine three of our earlier exercises. You'll start by performing a 15-second sprint. From there, drop down and do 10 push-ups followed by 10 squats. Rest for 30 seconds to one minute and then repeat. This hits all of our target areas and is relatively simple to do. It is, however, not easy by any means. You can continue for as many rounds as you like, but it is not a routine that you will be able to do for long periods of time. Conclusion I hope you've enjoyed these routines as high-intensity interval training workouts are very good for traveling or when time pressed. You can easily create your own, of course, as well. Exercising doesn't have to be boring or monotonous. Just get creative and mix things up. Chances are you'll find an infinite number of solutions to getting in shape. Don't let the old gym traditions and stale routines hold you back.
1: All right, Paleo hackers, with me, you just heard him read his article, Casey Thaler. Uh, today to talk about the 10 effective high-intensity interval workouts. Casey, my man, thanks for coming on.
2: No problem, Clark.
1: Cool. So high-intensity interval training, <clears throat> I know you just read your article, but break it down real quick. What is the kind of high-intensity interval training 101?
2: Sure. So most people still work out with like the 1980s uh, sort of uh, regimen where it's a lot of like jogging and then lifting some weights at a moderate to low intensity. Um, high intensity interval training would be the exact opposite of that. So if people are familiar with CrossFit, a lot of CrossFit is high intensity interval training where you're doing sort of maximum effort for a short period of time followed by a rest period and then back to the maximum effort. So uh, one biomarker you can use to measure that is your heart rate, your maximum heart rate. So a good uh, way to remember that is 220 minus your age will give you your maximum heart rate. So the older you get, obviously, the lower your maximum heart rate can be. But if you're like uh, operating around the maximum heart rate for the majority of your workout, that's probably high-intensity interval training.
1: Okay, so. got it. And so it's alternating between work ratios and rest ratios at a heart rate max.
2: Right. So like sprinting, followed by walking, followed by more sprinting, followed by more walking. That would be like high-intensity interval training.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so what are the benefits of this? Someone's thinking, I'm not going to sprint for 30 seconds. That sounds terrible. I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh,
2: the benefits are it's really short. Like the workouts will be about half the amount of time that you'd normally spend in the gym. Like how long? Less. Uh, you could do some of these in 10 minutes, 20 minutes tops. Okay. Um, so. And you can also do them at home, you don't necessarily need a lot of equipment, so that would be a big uh, selling point as well because people hate going to the gym after a long day at work. Plus, there's more time spent going to and from the gym every day, it starts to add up. Uh, another reason would be that some studies show it might be better for fat loss because of the EPOC factor, which is excess post-oxygen uh, consumption. So. After you do one of these workouts, the theory goes that you may have a higher metabolism. You might be able to burn off more fat as a result in like the next two hours after you're done compared to a regular workout.
1: The afterburn effect.
2: Exactly. Yep.
1: That's what that guy, uh, six pack shortcuts dude, was selling. I remember that back in the day. <laughs> do you do you ever see that? Yeah, is that Mike Chang, I yeah, think his he was, name is? Yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was hacky, but put out free, <laughs> a lot of free information. But yeah, it was like, I have this one secret, and if you buy my $120 <laughs> program, I will give it to you.
2: You can also find it by typing in anything into Google, but um, <laughs> for free. But
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: there's like, I mean, the science there isn't uh, confirmed like 100%, but there is some evidence. So He thinks but it the is. Thing, yeah, the other thing is, too, Like you have to have everything else in line, so you have to be eating a really good diet. You have to be a little bit low in calories, et cetera, getting enough sleep, et cetera, et cetera. So, okay. It's not like one thing that will like save your life and make you get six-pack abs like he makes it out to be. So. Right,
1: right. Okay, and so we're talking about high-intensity normal training, the afterburn effect, maybe some potential fat loss, but I know there can be muscle gain with this as well.
2: It probably is the best way to gain muscle if if you can handle these workouts because you don't have to spend that much time and you're kind of shocking your body into surviving, which you'll definitely feel like you're trying to survive in the middle of some of these workouts so um, yeah, if you're young, if you're fit, if you have low stress if you're getting enough sleep, if you're eating well, these are like the perfect exercises to gain muscle
1: quickly huh. yeah
2: and good. the other the other side of that coin I'm sorry to interrupt is just. You can't do these too often, which I see all the time, especially in CrossFit, is people try to do these workouts like seven days a week, and they end up burning themselves out or getting really injured. Adrenal fatigue. Yeah, yeah. And just like this obsession with exercise that usually comes with it. So, um, you know, don't do these more than like three times a week max, so...
1: Yeah, I've even heard one time a week or once every other week. I mean, it depends how hard you want to go. But I know. Um, so I have a background too in kinesiology, exercise science, and this is something we studied in, in uni was mm-hmm. uh, high intensity interval training and seeing just the different uh, fast twitch muscle fibers that get recruited from it and how you're able to target those specifically and how those hypertrophy based on this specific kind of training and that those respond very very fast so you know your slow twitch obviously the marathon runner versus the sprinter everyone's heard that everyone's seen those pictures by each other well it's slow twitch versus fast twitch correct
2: correct that's definitely part of it and um, you know the other thing is that this generally allows people to work out at a much higher capacity for you know getting their maximum heart rate and that will also help uh, anaerobically if you can build your anaerobic endurance you also build your aerobic endurance so like Weirdly, it's almost better to do some sprinting to improve like how faster a uh, jogging time is if that makes sense, yeah, yeah, I was talking so.
1: to uh Mark Sisson and he his, his new thing was the primal endurance podcast that he has, and he was mm-hmm. telling me all about it, and that he can you know still do endurance workouts and he doesn't really run miles anymore. he just does sprinting things, so I don't really know how he does that how he <laughs> you know says he can run on Iron Man or triathlon and he doesn't do it I don't know.
2: Well, what he's not saying there is you have to have a good base. So, like, you have to have had run, you know, a marathon or something beforehand. Like, you can't have just, like, started sprinting and then expect to be able to run a marathon. So, that's kind of the trick there. But I learned that actually by accident originally because I was doing – a bunch of jogging at, like, a high altitude without realizing it was a high altitude. And then I did some sprinting, and I actually got faster, and I was so confused (laughs) as to why that had happened. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, there's a ton of evidence that actually backs that up, because if you build your anaerobic endurance, you actually increase your aerobic, and it doesn't work the other way. So you can't just jog a bunch and expect to be faster for sprinting. Okay. But again, like you mentioned, it's highly highly individualistic. If you're more fast-switch or slow-twitch, it's going to affect that. So.
1: Okay. Is there a best... Kind of work to rest ratio that you've seen. I've I've seen multiple things online and in papers, research papers that say you know like a like a two to one or a three to one or a four to one. Like what ratio is your favorite?
2: Yeah, um, that's oh, that's a tough question because people uh, you know if they're closer to like competitive athletic pro athletic levels, you can obviously push them a lot harder and more frequently. Um, but if you're like the average nine to five guy that works at a pretty stressful job and doesn't really exercise, you have to go much lower intensity. Um, so I would say for the average person, like two of these a week maybe would be good. And then for people that are more advanced, like three. And then the other days that you're not resting when you're working out should be maybe a little bit more intense.
1: Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I meant in terms of like a uh, like 30 seconds on, 10 seconds off, oh, you know, oh, like oh, a three oh, to oh. one, that kind sure. of work rest.
2: Sure. Sorry about that. Um, I would say that 30 seconds is a good general guideline because you can't really keep your max heart rate up for longer than that for most people.
1: Okay. So, so 30 seconds on, and then what's the rest interval that would be I'd ideal? say one
2: to two minutes. Okay. One to two minutes. Yeah. And so
1: next- about a one to two work-rest ratio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So obviously now the people at home, they're ready, they're fired up. In the last three minutes, we're talking about this before they're going to go out and do their first high-intensity interval training workout or maybe 15th one wherever they're at what are kind of maybe one or two different high intensity interval workouts that they can do
0: sure so the two
2: easiest ones to remember are probably like infinity push-ups which is like doing 10 push-ups taking like a 30 second break and then doing more push-ups and take a minute break if you need to depending and then like infinite burpees would be a good one too which is the same concept or you could do like um walking and sprinting jogging and sprinting that sort of thing they're pretty much limitless as far as what you can do it just depends on your individual fitness
1: yeah okay and the article had some of those with like links to videos and stuff like that if the people if the people the pillar hackers want to go uh and check them out Listeners. For some, yeah yes. the people my people over <laughs> there yeah okay so um in other words, a good a good starting workout would be um today you go out for 10 minutes and you alternate between 30 seconds of sprinting all out on an open field and then you take one or 2 minutes to rest and you can do that anywhere from like 5 to 7 times and that should be good, right?
2: Absolutely absolutely, yep. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Well that's it man. Thanks for coming on. Uh thanks for the article. And um how can the Paleo hackers reach you if they have questions? Do you have a best way of putting you on the spot?
2: Oh man, yeah, I get so many different uh avenues that people contact me. Uh Facebook is eat clean train clean, uh Twitter is eat clean tea clean, and then the uh, obviously the website is eCleantrain dot com. You can send me an email through there. So
1: Awesome, Casey.